Hey guys, Ms. Bahawk here. Thank you so much for joining me today and welcome back to the show. So if this is your first episode, um, welcome to the Airborne Mind family. Um, I appreciate you taking the time out of your day to listen and I hope you walk away with something useful. If you have been with me from the very beginning or this is your second, third, 10th, 20th episode, um, I value your time, your energy, your attention, your ears and your support uh, beyond belief because without that, we would not be here. So once again, thank you so much. If you have a couple minutes and you want to support the show, please head over to iTunes and leave a review with your thoughts. You have no idea how much that helps in terms of the rankings, uh, getting more interesting guests on the show, and helping me continually uh, improve my craft. The second thing that I would love to point you to is the airbornemind.com if you are somebody who is looking for accessory work uh, to supplement your training whether you do daily class wads whether you are a coach or an athlete beginner intermediate advanced um, if you are looking to supplement your training with accessory work that does not take you an hour long that's maybe 20 to 30 minutes and is specifically focused on things like handstand push-ups or pull-ups or shoulder stability or pistol squats head over to the airbornemind.com and uh, we've got three day samples uh, for each of our programs there. Um, this is something I've been working on, refining, testing over and over and over until I felt confident in, in bringing it out to you guys. So um, please, if you want to support the show, head over to theairbornemind.com. Check it out. You won't be disappointed. So today I want to touch on something that I've been thinking about uh, a little more than usual recently, especially in the last few weeks since I started doing improv class, and that is the fear of failure, right? It's one of those things that is actually being trained uh, through the games that we are playing to kind of get you out of your head and get comfortable with failing over and over. And I find this to be uh, extremely valuable because, you know, you could be somebody who is comfortable in one area, like you could be super super comfortable with failing at a snatch or a clean and jerk, right? Like missing lifts, but then shrugging it off, coming back the next day, hitting it again. But then you could put yourself in a completely different environment, completely different situation that's outside of the gym. And now that fear of failure is stronger than ever. So to be able to uh, see how you teach that, um, because the, the guy that uh, is like our teacher um, man, he really understands his craft and he really knows how to, uh, I don't know, explain these gems in, in such, such simple and effective ways, right? And, and you're doing it through these games that you're playing, which I don't know who came up with, but it's freaking genius. Um, and the one thing that this kind of ring for me was, um, was books, right? So I feel like since there's so much information out there now, right, whether you look at social media, you look at the amount of books that are out there, it's almost getting a bad rap, right? Like people are saying, um, you know, books don't matter, information doesn't matter, only action matters, right? And I agree with that to an extent. But at the same time, I think that there needs to be a purpose to the information and the learning that's happening, right? So what we ideally are trying to do is avoid failure, right? When we read certain books, we're trying to learn from the greats, especially if it's like a bio or something like that. You're trying to learn from these people who have wisdom and who have had a lot of failures along their way. And you're seeing, okay, 
what is most relevant to me and what can I avoid? So that's the first thing because sure, failing is good in, in a lot of areas, but uh, micro failing, I think, is even better. Um, you don't want to fail on a big scale all the time because it could have dire consequences. So to avoid that, maybe you're reading books and you're uh, talking to mentors and you're doing all these things to mitigate that failure. Um, but then again, the other side of that coin is that there's there's no way to do that. No matter how hard you try at avoiding failure and doing things as perfectly as possible, as close to the blueprint as possible, uh, you will fail and, and there will be obstacles in the way um, that, that force you to fail. Um, and I think looking back at the last 18 months, uh, that is definitely true because I'm somebody who I think tried to avoid failure in a lot of ways and I did everything I could to cover my bases. But uh, despite that, it continued to fail. And then it's the ability to shrug it off almost. Learn, obviously, but then shrug it off and then move on to the next thing, right? Um, move on to that next attempt, to the next lift. I think that's why I was so fascinated with uh, weightlifting competitions was that you had these six chances, six opportunities um, where you know, the sixth one doesn't matter if you can't execute on the first one. Um, and, you know, regardless of what the first four or five look like, you know, you have to be able to be super in the moment and you have to be able to let these attempts, if you miss them, roll off of your shoulder, right? And so I thought it was a great way to practice this concept of fear of failure. Um, so something, I'll, I'll tell you a little bit about the game that uh, really kind of blew my mind and, and was the introduction to this concept. And, and you can imagine how this ties into uh, improv class, right? You're, you're on stage in front of all these people that you don't know. And uh, obviously, like, there's a fear around public speaking. There's a fear around uh, saying things that are kind of on your mind. Is it too crude? Is it too ridiculous? Does it make sense? What will people think? So to get you out of your head and to fail quickly, um, I think is the, is the hallmark of improv class. Like that is the teacher gets really happy when you fail and when you go for like, when you push the envelope and you go for these crazy things. So the first game is zip, zap, zap. Everybody stands in a circle on stage. There's 15 people. Um, you get to know these 15 people over the next several weeks. And uh, one person will point to somebody and they'll say zip. They'll point to somebody else and say zap. And then they'll point to somebody else and they'll say zap. The idea is to get this game going as fast as possible. Zip, zap, zap, zip, zap, zap, zip, zap, zap, zip, zap, zap. The second that the speed slows down, if it goes zip, zap, zap, zip, zap, zap, you know there is too much thinking going on and, and subconsciously there is that fear of failure, fear of you being the person who's gonna mess up the chain, right? And what inevitably happens every single time is that pretty much everybody in the circle is going to fail. And it's even when you don't think you will, um, you will be that person. And then what happens after that, everybody does this little auga thing, which sounds really ridiculous at first, and it kind of is, but the idea behind it is that um, what's the worst that can happen, right? You failed, you're around all these people that you do know, and it's just a, a, an introduction into letting something kind of roll off the shoulder, get back in the game, and go. Um, the next thing, the next game that we played, uh, and this was actually this week, and it actually got a lot harder. And that's kind of what you start to notice is that these games, as soon as you start getting comfortable with them, they get harder and harder. Um, and 
the idea there is to get you to fail faster and faster and get get those reps in essentially so uh, pretty much there's two people on stage and uh, try to picture this so one person is going to be miming an action right and the other person is just kind of watching they have to say what are you doing right and that person is going to say something that begins with uh, the first two words have to begin with these letters so let's say in the audience you give to these people uh, d and l okay so that person's sentence has to start with let's say driving l letters and then they can complete the rest of the sentence you can imagine how quickly this gets insanely hard because not only are you miming something that really you're miming something uh that the other person kind of says and you also have to vocalize while you're doing it even though it might be you might just you have to just get into it and start vocalizing something whether it makes sense or not and then when your partner says what are you doing then you have to respond back with another verb that starts with a d um like diving like a blank right so something d and l and you only go back and forth like two or three times before you kind of run out or you freeze up on stage and then you have to get ridiculously creative and just take a long shot and go into an area where you're probably going to fail Um, and so that game i found to be uh, pretty interesting in terms of how do you teach people to get out of their head fail get back up and move on i think it's a valuable skill um, not only in training and competition um, but in so many other areas as well and i just gave you a couple examples but um, you know think about what it is that you are afraid of failing at because we all have that i still have it in a lot of areas Um, and figure out a way do something that allows you to practice these failures on a micro level and uh, do that every day and see what happens Thank you so much for listening, guys. Once again, I highly appreciate the time, the energy, the attention, and the support that you give each and every week listening to these episodes. I hope you were able to walk away with something useful from this one um, or at least entertained by it. One request I have for you is to head over to theairbornemind.com and take a couple minutes, just leave a review with your thoughts. You have no idea how much that would mean to me. Next, please head over to theairbornemind.com. Check out the three-day sample programs. Um, You can use this stuff as accessory work to supplement your existing training. Um, Of course, each individual is a little bit different, and so we have um, ones that are specific to uh, pull-ups, if that's something you're working on, one that's specific to handstand push-ups, one that's specific to pistols, shoulder stability. So go see if that is relevant to you. Uh, Once again, that is theairbornemind.com. If you ever have any questions, don't hesitate to reach out. I love hearing from you guys. Um, But thank Thank you so much for joining me once again. Until next time.